every wise woman is old. Thankfully, age is not a requirement for wisdom, because in today's podcast, I get to introduce to you a friend of mine who is definitely not an aged woman, but she is definitely a wise woman. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, the Bible says, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Well, today I'm so excited to introduce to y'all my friend, Jolena Petersham. Jolena and I have been friends for many years back when I was a bossy know-it-all college student and she was a spunky little seventh grader who did not want to be told what to do by that bossy college student. (laughs) Fine, buddy. (laughs) We met again as I started seeing that she had started writing and she had written throughout her uh, young life and I remember even in high school being amazed by some of her work but then when I found out that she had been published and not only published but she was on New York Times bestseller list I was like like everybody who knows her like wow did y'all hear about Jolena it was so cool now she has three babies and four book babies right Mm -hmm. and almost five right yeah the fifth one will come out next March so we're both mothers of eight. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. I think yours might, your births might have hurt a little bit more than mine. <laughs> twins. But anyway, Jolena has this wisdom about her. And at her young age, it's, it's miraculous and it's refreshing and it's beyond encouraging to me. So thanks for being with me today. Of course, it's fun. We're chatting on the porch. That's right. The, the, the theme of my podcast is older generations passing on wisdom to former generations. So when I look back to when I was that freshman in college and you were that young junior high girl, do you remember how it came across? How did it feel to have somebody older approach you and start preaching at you all the time? I think that where I was was such a pivotal point in my life, like just trying to find my identity and my value and kind of trying to look, searching for love in all the wrong places. Mm-hmm. And I always felt hemmed in by friends like you and my friend Misty and um, Kelly, like older, God just kind of hemmed me in by older girls who are women who always spoke into my life and spoke wisdom when I didn't really have it. So I always had like parameters and standards and stuff. And yet I want my girls to have higher standards than what I had. And so sometimes I kind of butted against that wisdom that mm-hmm. Speaking, but I wouldn't change it because even if like with my girls now I have a six-year-old a three-year-old and a one-year-old like I know it's like dropping coins in a bucket and sometimes it feels like the buckets full of holes and the coins just fall right out but then sometimes you feel like something sticks and the coin stays and they're you're depositing something so even if some of the coins from my friends kind of fell through the bucket I know some stuff stayed and I'm grateful for the wisdom you imparted in me and my friends imparted in me. I mean, my friend Misty, I mean, she laid on me too. And so it was from love and I didn't have any sisters. So I think God just knew I needed that uh, older, wiser counsel, even if that's just from somebody who's five years older than I am. I always remember you rolling your eyes and be like, you sound just like Misty. (laughs) (laughs) Misty, that's a great honor because I know Misty. She's she's something else. Oh yeah, she, she laid out. Tell me how it was. Yeah. <laughs> stop being boy crazy. <laughs> but I did. I did. I need to stop being boy crazy. And I need to find my identity in Jesus. And I wasn't. So he knew that in his, his mercy, I think he hemmed me in with these people who 
who loved me. And so that's part of my, I feel like my calling is just to show people their, their value, their worth mm-hmm. at a young age and be like, Jesus loves you for who you are in this moment. If you never did anything else, or if you like there's, I read um, in an article about parenting one time that you, the children need to know that your love is unconditional. It is forever. If they did the worst thing in the world, you would still love them. If they did the best thing in the world, they would still love them so that they know that that love doesn't change. They can't earn your love. They can't lose your love. And I think it's the same thing that we need to know as daughters of the King is that we can't, we can't earn Jesus's love. We can't lose Jesus's love. That love is already there. We just have to receive it and walk in it. And that's so freeing. Then you're not looking for love in all the wrong places, you know, and trying to make boys who aren't worthy of that love. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, just different things. So, yeah, it's kind of fun. That's awesome. That's so true. Because, and, and, you know, when you are that older girl, you don't know how to, how to put it into words like that. Like you, you would say it so much better than I did at that age because I was still so young myself. Well, that's, but, yeah. but God still uses it, you know? He does. It's a coin dropped in a bucket. It sticks yeah. sometimes. It stays in there. Right. And I was just, I told you I was, I was working on this Sunday school lesson, and it's about Ruth and Naomi. Naomi tells Ruth, you need to go back to your family and your, your gods like your sister-in-law. She tells her to go back to her gods. <laughs> that is terrible advice. But still, God, God overruled, you know? So I think that's for me that I get just overwhelmed. Like I'm going to mess this up. I just don't need to try. And God is bigger than our mistakes. As we try to help people, as we try to write, whatever Mm -hmm. he can fix, we're going to make mistakes, but he can fix them. Yeah. So that's ourselves as vessels. Yeah. And it's not about who, who we are, what we do, what we have, what we bring to the table. It's not about us. It's about him using us. And so that it takes the pressure off. Even like trying to reach out or minister to people or whatever. If I try to do it in my own strength, then I'm just exhausted. But if I let the Holy Spirit lead me and give me that strength and I'm pressing into him and pursuing his heart, then it's just him working through me rather than myself working through myself. And the drive I have now is just mostly to speak into lives. And so I want to just wait until I actually have something to say rather than just to speak to get my voice out there. Yeah. Well, it comes across <laughs> and that's good to hear. Um, but about your, your writing, how has your, your choice to pursue your calling as a writer enhanced your life now as a wife and a mother? And how would it be different if you had rejected the call to write? Mm. I think I'd be grouchier <laughs> 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 because it is an outlet. Like, and I am kind of task oriented. I like to to kind of be busy. And that's something that I felt that I've been kind of called to step away from kind of just busyness Mm -hmm. um, just for the sake of being busy. It's kind of the same thing as posting just for the sake of posting a blog, Um, but just waiting for that still small voice to kind of speak to me. And so for the next, I'm not going to do another deadline. I'm just going to work on my own schedule, my family schedule, and then submit a novel instead of working on somebody else's schedule just until my kids can get a little older and more self-sufficient. Yeah, I'm grateful for it. It's been challenging for sure, especially like when I was first stepping into motherhood and I had this deadline and I wasn't sleeping. My firstborn was a really hard sleeper. And 
And so just trying to feel, I just didn't know, like, is the world going to crumble if I don't reach this deadline? Like what, what happens? Like they're going to throw me in debtor's prison. I mean, not really. <laughs> they're great people to work with, but I just didn't know what it looked like. And I felt so much, I mean, just anxiety surrounding the whole thing. And yet I'm glad I had that too, to pour myself into because otherwise what would have I been doing? Like, cleaning baseboards for that first year because when you have just one child and you're just sitting on the couch nursing letting them nap what do you do in between it's not like now I thought I was so busy then but but now I see it was kind of good for me to have that creative outlet to direct my energy towards rather than just kind of yeah just cleaning stuff that gets dirty again (laughs) I'm grateful for it but it is challenging like a sacrifice always has to be made I never want that sacrifice to be my children or my husband but they have to come first my family has to come first and I've I've been adamant about that from the get-go and um Tyndale they've been really good with that too like this kind of letting me have some freedom to just say okay I need a little bit more time not before I sign my contract. Once my, the contract is signed, then, you know, I need to adhere to it. But like, I, I'm a slow rider just because I do want to be a very present mom and to do things with them. And so I don't crank them out as quickly as some other ones. And yet, you know, I get to go to the Creek and pick raspberries and do things with them. Yeah. That I, I know I won't get this time back. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm grateful for creative outlet, but just finding that balance between creativity and, Enjoying motherhood and being a wife to a husband. <laughs> um, I know that helps your writing because your writing is so, it's so deep and so enjoyable to read that it probably wouldn't be if you were just cranking out this crazy word count every day. And, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I think life feeds art for sure. Yeah. And somebody told me that like he has, I think nine children and we were at, it's Chris Fabry. He's yeah. an author and he, we were at the, Christie Awards and he was sitting near me and he told me that like you just you it you're writing the words just kind of sit there and they they deepen and they get stronger and as you walk through things with your family you don't even know it but that will feed your writing and so nothing is ever wasted and that's such a good picture of yeah how Jesus works in our lives too nothing is ever wasted Amen. and let her use it for our story you know some some books you're, you're just kind of get, getting through it to find out what happens. But y- both of y'all, they're beautiful, and you just savor every word. You know, his, his descriptions, that's, that's really cool that he shared that with you. He's so down to earth and yeah. really, really kind. I bet. I mean, nine kids. Yeah, he's got <laughs> it. It'd work it out of you, wouldn't it? All, anything that needs to go will go by the end of nine kids. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> it's really deep if not. Um, so what, what are some habits you've had to establish to make your life possible? Consistency, um, discipline, and just taking it one day at a time. Like you have an end goal. And so just knowing, okay, I have a book due in a year. What do I need to do to make that happen? And so just kind of, well, sacrifices I would say would be, um, we don't do a lot of like extracurricular stuff, except like my, my child, you know, field trips, that kind of thing, library days, we do all of that, but I'm not involved in a lot of extra clubs or anything. I don't really go away at nighttime a lot, mostly because I just want us to be able to have dinner, but, um, together, but just, yeah, just having consistency every day from two to four, I try to block that off to work. And today wasn't that way because um, 
I didn't get to go to town today and my child ended up in the emergency room last night for something that was okay now, but um, just kind of threw me off a little bit and my mom's here and the girls are here and it's summer. So we ended up just going to the Greek and playing and my daughter found an airhead and my, my crazy old she found raspberries. And so it was all good, but so just fun and flexibility and yet consistency too. And I think it's good for my children to see that discipline being established in their mom and just an everyday mom's going to have quiet time from two to four. And so they know that and they'll color at my feed or they'll, they know they can always talk to me. You know, I get up and I'll help them go to the bathroom or whatever they need for whatever stage they're in. And they can all, so I won't block them out and I'm always accessible, but um, yeah, just having that consistency and having that downtime. And the key is to get them really, really tired before nap time or quiet time so that they're content to just be restful during those, those two hours or hour and a half but for the most part I just have two hours each day and then if it gets closer to deadline I'll work sometimes at night but I try to keep that just for my husband and I too so we have time to reconnect that's amazing that is amazing that you get all that done in in those two hours because those are my two hours too and the kids know that but wow that's really well I'm slow I am slow it takes me about two years to complete a novel like if it's it's edited written in a year but then another year you know with my publisher by the time the editing process goes back and forth I turned in um (laughs) I was like the Ruth book but how the light still shines my fifth novel in September of last year and so then now it's just now completed editing wise that's a long process but yeah I'm kind of a slow writer (laughs) well you know all about Ruth and Naomi I can't wait to read that (laughs) I know it's my favorite story in the book I'm a romantic at heart, but it's so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you didn't know that, did you? (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Every Wise Woman Builds podcast. Join us next time for the conclusion of this interview with Jolena Petersham when she talks about her calling as wife and mother and how it interacts with her career as best-selling author. I'll be honest with you, my life has changed for the better since this interview, and I've found myself a better wife and mama as a result of Jolena's words. So I hope you'll join us and find it as helpful as I did. God bless and have a great week as you turn your heart towards home.